0: Hey, hey, it's Kay here, and welcome to another episode of Talk About It Tuesday here at Kay's Corner. Hey guys, I am so excited to be with you, and welcome to, I believe it is the last Tuesday in the month of July. This time is just really passing by. Um, Today we have, uh, I mean, I think it's exciting. I think all things about faith and God are exciting, but... uh Today we have an interesting, exciting topic called Tested Faith. And so, I am talking to you guys about Tested Faith. And um, I believe it really just sits, to me it really just sits and expresses how I feel about everything that is going on right now in our, you know, in our world, in our country, with our current situations. And so we're just going to get into it. So um, to test, I have the definition to test. It says a way of discovering by questions or practical activities, what someone knows or what someone or something can do. Or is like and so that's a noun and um, the verb let's get the verb apparently this is just a noun the verb is uh, says to find out how much someone knows and so pretty much the same thing to find out how someone knows or how much someone knows or how well they can do something by giving again a set of questions um, or an activity. It also says to examine. Um, in another way, it says to produce. And so I love all of those definitions. And talking about tested faith, um, really just talking about what it means to be a Christian, um, what it means to stand for Christ and this day and age and what actually that looks like so you know it's easy you know we can we can go to church if you have transportation you know money for gas and whatnot it's easy to go to church you know to come to the building if you're working it's easy to pay your tithes um it's easy to you know to to congregate and do all these things i mean not with you know COVID. it's not that easy but you know. Prior to COVID, it was easy to do all these things. And I feel like, you know, with this virus that has come, it really has tested many of our, you know, faith. It has really put to the test the armor that it talks about in Ephesians 6 that it tells us to put on. It's tested it. It's tested many of our, um, you know, quote unquote, theologies. But I would say more so not just faith, but it's tested how much we love God. It's tested our relationship with Christ. And it's really, you know, put it it really put it to the test. Okay, I'm not in the church building now. Am I still going to stay faithful and, you know, be in my word? Am I still gonna be be faithful and tune in online to, you know, the the word through Facebook or through, you know, YouTube or Zoom or whatever, you know, whatever website you want to use to stay connected, Um, you know, am I I still being in tune with, you know, my church family, still staying connected with them, am I still doing all these different things, um, you know, that I've used before to really, you know, use as an avenue or use as Um, a means to deem what I would call, you know, or what we would call a, quote, unquote, good Christian. What exactly does that mean? Um, And so that is, that's what I'm talking about today. I have a scripture um, where, well, I have a few scriptures, but I'm going to be coming from... I'm gonna be coming from Romans, the book of Romans, chapter eight and verse verses eighteen. Um, well, starting at eighteen, I'll probably end. I don't know. It's so so many great scriptures. Um, I'll probably end at the end of chapter eight. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna read that. And so it says, the glory that is to be. So Romans chapter 8, verse 18 reads, it says, For I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not comparable to the glory about to be revealed in us. For the eager and persistent expectation of all creation awaits diligently and patiently. The revelation of the children of God, which is on Judgment Day, because creation was subjected to frustration, not voluntarily, but because of the one who made creation subject upon hope, that also this creation will be set free from the bondage of corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that all creation groans together and travails together until now. So that, you know, what all that is saying up until now is, you know, there there are things that are going on. There are, we could see with COVID-19, with, you know, the perceived racial injustice, with, you know, again, with COVID-19, mask or no mask, should I stay in the house or not? should I travel or not? should I go to church or not? all these things that are polarizing us as Americans um I mean for you know for the population in America, just it's polarizing us it's polarizing the church um as well. We're all saying different things and we're all seeing you know where people stand in their stances. And um it's really eye-opening to know and to see, you know, what is what's being stated. And um yeah, let's let's continue. And so it says uh verse twenty three, and not only that, but also those of us who have the first fruits of the spirit then we are sighing in ourselves diligently and patiently awaiting adoption, the redemption of our body, because we have been delivered by hope. But hoping, but hope being seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly await through perseverance. And so, again, all of that to say, it says, all of creation is groaning, they're waiting, all of us. Um, we're waiting to see, not necessarily to see, but we're, we're waiting, we're anticipating for the return of Christ. We're allowing ourselves to go through these different trials and tribulation because we know that as we continue to endure as a good soldier, we know that the Christ in us is being fortified it's being built up and we know that you know we're well spiritually it's building us up and you know we're we're getting our soul cleansed healed and renewed and we're allowing for you know that to come we're allowing for the return of Christ we're preparing ourselves We're preparing ourselves for when He comes and to see, you know, what it's going to be like as we enter into heaven. But also, we're equipping ourselves here on earth so that we can, again, um, be ready for enduring these trials and tribulations. And so, it says in verse 26, And likewise, Also, the Spirit helps together with us in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray according to what is needed, but the Spirit Himself intercedes in unutterable groanings. And the one who searches our hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he intercedes with God on behalf of the saints. And I love this, and we know that. For those who love God, He works all things for good, for those who are called and work according to his purpose. Because whom he knew beforehand, he appointed ahead of time, because they have the same form of the likeliness of his son. For he was firstborn among many brothers, and whom he appointed beforehand, he also called. And whom he called, he also made righteous, and these whom he made righteous, he also glorified. And so it says, Then what will we say pertaining to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He, in fact, did not spare his own son, but he gave him over on behalf of us all. Then how will he not freely give us all things with him? Who will accuse against the chosen people of God. God is the righteous one who is the one who condemns, certainly not Messiah Yeshua, the one who died but rather has risen and who is on the right hand of God and who is interceding on our behalf. What will separate us from the love of the Messiah? Affliction or distress? Or persecution or famine or destruction or peril or death by sword just as it has been written that because of you we are put to death the whole day we were counted as sheep for the slaughter and that's referenced in Psalms 44 and um, 23 but in all these things we would have a glorious victory through the one who loved us for I have been persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor present circumstances, nor things coming, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Messiah Yeshua our Lord. And so I kind of want to go over um, Psalms 44, um and in twenty well psalms forty four a little bit, just because it talked about the the sheep being put to death um and it says because of you know because of him because of Christ, we are put to death the whole day it said we are counted as sheep for the slaughter, and so I just want to know where we get this notion. That Christianity is all about peace and, and, and living and doing what's best for us. Nowhere in my Bible does it say that, you know, once you become a Christian, it'll be all roses and daisies. Because I mean, it says right here, we are put to death the whole day. Sheep counted for the slaughter. We've already been counted for. As soon as you sign your name up to become a Christian, you're put on that list to become slaughtered. There's no ifs, ands, buts or you know, or buts about it. And slaughter doesn't necessarily just mean like, you know, being killed. But it can be someone killing your character. It can be someone killing your opinion. You know, persecution. They can try to kill your business um they can try to silence you try to censor you and you know just it it's killing not in the physical sense but you know in in all these other aspects that we have and it really is like okay when you sign up to be a christian you know that, you know, hell is going to try to tear you down. It's going to try to stop you. It's going to try to, um, you know, distract you from living your best Christ life. And we have to know and understand that it says, what does it say? Let me, let me go and let me find it. Um... I believe it says here in Romans 8 and 31, if God be for us, then who can be against us? Okay, it does say that. So if even even with and even when all of hell may want to be against you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're all against you. God is standing for you. He is right there standing up on your behalf and you don't have to be afraid we do not have to be afraid of the arrows by day or well it the arrows by day and and something something by night that's in psalms 91 we can turn there real quick because you know it's it's protection god this is what he's protecting us from um that's such a good book psalms 91 Psalms ninety-one. It says, "Do do uh, Oh, terror by day, and the arrows by night. So yeah, it says you will not be afraid of the terror by night, um, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the nor of the uh, nor of the the destruction that waste at noonday. Wow, it's like I'm trying to speak in tongues or to something. That was hard to say. Um, but yeah, we have to know it. It even says, you know, a thousand will fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't come near you. We have to know the promise that we have when we are anchored in Christ. We have literally the God of everything. On our side. Why in the world are we afraid? Why are we afraid? Fear is not of God. It says that in the book of Timothy that fear is not of God, but He's given us a sound mind. He's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us these things. He's given God has given us a lot of things. Not one of them is fear. So, I mean, we, we really have to know. We have to know where is fear coming from? Where is fear coming from? It's not coming from him. So it has to come from the devil. And so we have to know where we're going to stand. We have to decide if we're going to stand for Christ or for the world. Are you going to serve God? Are you going to serve Baal? Who are you going to serve? So we have to, you know, just, we have to stand, stand for Christ, stand in Christ and not fall to our knees, not take a knee, not bow before anyone but God. Because if we do, then we've we've missed the whole assignment of why he came here. Jesus came here to liberate us. Jesus came here for us to be free. And have life abundantly. But we're out here living and being fearful. For what? For what? Please tell me. Please tell me for what? And so this is this is Psalms 44. So I'm going to start, I'm not going to start at the beginning because this is, this is a lot. Um, I mean, it's not a lot to read, but I'm just saying like it's a lot to take in and I don't want to um, lead anywhere I'm not trying to take you guys. But in, like I said, in Romans chapter 8, verse 36, it's referenced about the sheep. Um, being prepared for slaughter, and it says it's cross referenced in Psalms forty four. So I'm just gonna read, starting at um. Well, I'll will start at verse eight. I might as well start from the beginning. I have time, but um, it says redemption remembered and present dishonor. So. It It's kind of like what's happening now, um, but David, David is speaking from his heart, um, the psalmist David is speaking from his heart, and he is, you know, he's a bit angry at God, and he feels like God isn't helping him, he feels like God isn't saving him, saving him and his people, and so this is what he had to say about how he felt. Um, and so it says, starting at verse one, we have heard with our ears. O God, our fathers have told us the deeds you did in their days and in, the, in days of old. You drove out the nations with your hand, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples and cast them out, for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did they own Nor did their own arm save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance. Because you favored them, you are my king, O God. Command victories for Jacob. And so Jacob is Israel. Um, Through you, we will push down our enemies. Through your name, we will trample those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hated us. And God, we boast all day long and praise your name forever. Selah, which means pause. And so I feel like David like had a good day, paused it there and then came right back another day. He's having a kind of off day. And so this is what he says in verse nine. But you have cast us off and put us to shame. You just said, David, David, you like you just, no, but like David, you just said how good God was. This is what you're saying now. But you have cast us off and put us to shame. And you do not go out with our armies. You make us turn back from the enemy. And those who hate us have taken spoil for themselves. You have given us up like sheep intended for food and have scattered us among the nations. You sell your people for next to nothing and are not enriched by selling them. You make us a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to all those, to those all around us. You make us a byword among the nations, a shaking of the head among the peoples. My dishonor is continually before me and the shame of my face has covered me, because of the voice of, whom, of him who, repro- who reproaches and reviles, because of the enemy and the avenger. All this has come upon us, but we have not forgotten you. and said, so, nor have we dealt falsely with your covenant, or our heart has not turned back, nor have our steps departed from your way but you have severely broken us in the places of jackals." And jackals are like um, they're like a, a sort of, I don't wanna say forest, um, a animal in the, a jungle, a jungle animal, um, kind of like a cat of the sort, but well, like a, a leopard tiger sort of animal, a jackal, and covered us with the shadow of death. If we had forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hand to a foreign God, would you not search us out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Yet for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, why do you sleep, O Lord? Arise, do not cast off forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our afflictions and our oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust. Our body clings to the ground. Arise for our help and redeem us for your mercy's sake. So David is saying that God is sleeping. He's telling God to awake. He said, why do you sleep? He's saying, don't cast us off forever. He's saying, arise. He's saying, why do you hide your face? This is the sound and the voice of a bewitched man. And by bewitched, I have a definition for you right here. Bewitched, it says um to enchant or delight or to cast a spell over someone and so to do that um to charm spellbound fascinate mesmerize hypnotize transfix um yeah he allowed what was going on to twist and pervert his heart and he was speaking to god as if he forgot all the other times that God has brought him out. And so, he and he does this often, quite often, throughout Psalms, where he was praising God for all the good that he's done, and then saying, God, where are you? Where he really, he was a man after God's own heart. However, he also, you know, he needed to be after God's own heart because his soul was very messed up from father wounds and from wounds that he created in his own children. And so we have to understand, um, there's a time that's coming where we have to monitor our eyes. We have to monitor our hearts, our ears, all of our faculties. We have to monitor them and make sure and know, pay attention and know That we are not becoming bewitched, that we are not becoming hypnotized, that we are not becoming seduced. That's the word, seduced, Um, that we aren't becoming seduced by the things that we hear, by the things that we see. Um, Yeah, we need to really be careful. We need to really be careful because there's a lot of things that's going on in the world where it can look and, and be like, God, you know, with the news, we can see the news, we can see TV, movie shows, all that stuff, songs. And we can say, hey, God, you know, why aren't you, where are you? Why are you sleeping? You know, we, we say things like that, and God is just like, um, I'm right here. I'm definitely right here. Um, so we really just have to trust, trust and not just, you know, not just go with the flow and not just, um, not just do what everyone else is saying, but truly listen, hear, hear with your spiritual ears. See with your spiritual eyes and allow your heart to be open. Allow your heart to be open so that you can receive what God is saying in this hour. And know that the testing, the trying of your faith, it works patience. And patience has its perfect reward. So with that being said, I thank you all for listening um guys I really appreciate um every week and every month how you guys have tuned in um for Case Corner and talk about it Tuesday. And if anyone is interested, um we will be hosting a live um Bible and I mean a study. I won't say Bible study, but a study of the book of Revelation. And we will definitely be um, reaching out to you all soon. And we will put out the information on my um, Facebook pages and Instagram pages. And we'll try to see. We'll try to see what we could do, um, whether if it be on Facebook or on YouTube. We'll see. We'll see how that will go. So, with that being said, I thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next week. Have a blessed uh, Tuesday. And have a blessed rest of your week and happy, well, uh, a soon-to-be happy August. We'll say it again next week, but a soon-to-be happy August. All right, love you guys. Blessings.